Hi, and welcome to our Grains Convo podcast series, brought to you by the Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development. These short podcasts aim to assist grain growers by delving deeper into our research projects that target crop protection, crop production, soils and genetics in broadacre crops. I would like to acknowledge the Noongar people on the land I'm recording this podcast and the Aboriginal people of the many other lands Deep Herd operates. I would also like to pay my respects to Elders past, present and emerging. My name is Amber Atkinson and I'm the Grains Communications Manager based at Deep Herd's Perth office. Today I'm talking with Deep Herd research scientist Tom Edwards about his work in mechanical soil amelioration. How are you, Tom? I'm good, thank you. Um, can you tell me a bit about your role at DeepHerd? Absolutely. So I work as a soil research officer and uh, my focus is soil management to try and boost grains productivity. Can you explain what you're working on at the moment? Yeah, so I'm, I'm helping run a series of trials that, that looks to help uh, growers manage their soil constraints, uh, primarily through adopting mechanical soil amelioration with the, uh, uh, the idea that if we can address some of their soil constraints, we can increase their, their grain productivity. Can you go into a bit more detail about mechanical soil amelioration? Yes, so mechanical soil amelioration is, is where we're physically changing the soil structure by uh, either deep mixing with uh, commonly spaders or inverting the soil with... Um, uh, moldboard ploughs or square ploughs and also by ripping the soil uh, with deep rippers. And so what we're aiming to do is, is to change the, the physical components of the soil by uh, either loosening or, and uh, incorporating parts of the topsoil into the subsoil and parts of the subsoil into the topsoil um, that can address a, a number of, of common soil constraints, particularly on sand plain soils being soil acidity, uh, soil water repellents and, and soil compaction, chiefly. Can mechanical soil amelioration be compatible with conservation agriculture? Uh, we believe it can. So I think um, the history of, of soil tillage is, is an interesting one in, in Western Australia where before herbicides were, were commonly available and, and, and widely applied, tillage was used as a way of controlling weeds. And it was a very sort of shallow surface tillage used year on year. And it was well recognised that that contributed to soil structural decline and soil quality decline. Um, the no-till uh, revolution really, really changed that in, in the coming decades, which um, was able to improve water harvesting, emergence, etc. But what we're finding now is that where we can in a scientific way, identify that we have these soil constraints like acidity and subsoil compaction, if we can strategically apply mechanical soil amelioration to, to fix those constraints in one-off implementations, and that's really important is that it's a one-off implementation, and then you go back into a no-till cropping system, that can be uh, considered part of a conservation soil, an, an approach that conserves your soil and, and adds to the quality so what are you aiming to achieve with strategic soil amelioration? I think we're first really trying to work with growers to really diagnose what their constraints are. So, what, so where are they uh, falling behind in their water-limited yield potential? And then uh, once we've identified what those constraints might be, and that they usually occur in combination, so I'll talk again about um, 
acidity, compaction, soil water repellents, um, sometimes subsoil stability. So once we have the range of that, we can design a strategy, a, me a mechanical strategy that can directly change the physics of that soil by uh, loosening it. And in the case of, of, say, a soil inversion with the moldboard plough, we actually bury the, the um, organic layer, which, which contributes uh, so that now that we've got a wettable soil layer on top by bringing a wettable subsoil up, um, we can incorporate lime much better to address subsoil acidity, which is often uh, far more constraining than surface acidity, which is, which is easily um, addressed now through lime application, but to get that lime mixed into the subsoil so that we can improve root growth. And at the end of the day, what, what we find is that so much of uh, grain productivity comes from better root access to nutrients and water throughout the whole growing season. And if we can, in a strategic way, implement um, these tillage operations to increase that root growth, we know that that, that can be benefit for, for many years to come. Thanks, Tom. And are you finding that growers are adapting this into their farming practices? I think there's been, uh, on the back of this research, there's been a, a really dramatic uptake of, of some of these strategies. Um, we're seeing that probably close to a million hectares now has been addressed. Our kind of um, analysis is that there's probably between four and five million hectares that could, that, that would, um, could benefit from, from some of this mechanical tillage. But it's, it's also a case of working with growers to make sure that they're identifying what soils are going to be the most economically beneficial for this as well as um, so that there's an economic return from their investment because it can be a substantial investment and that they're managing the, uh, the, 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 the tillage process properly so that they're not having any of the negative effects of the tillage and that their soils are always improving and that we're not um, creating uh, soil quality issues in, in years to come. Tom, what are some of the main barriers to adoption? So I think firstly diagnosis. So people need to be aware and monitoring um, what their water limited yield potential is and, and, and their productivity overall, and then identifying their soil types and, and parts of paddocks that, that aren't performing, and then doing further investigation through soil analysis and, and, um, and working with their consultants in the department to, to identify what those problems might be. Then there is some, uh, we need to be really careful when we adopt these, these strategies that we're, we're mindful of the risk of wind erosion and we're trying to develop some ways that we can implement these, um, the, because we're, we're burying the stubble that um, in the case of deep soil mixing and soil inversion, there is an acute risk, particularly in the first year, that, that we, increase, well, we increase the risk of wind erosion. So we need to make sure that we manage that. And we are working on ways of how we can, what times to best implement it, what the soil conditions are to best implement some of these things so that so that, that risk can be managed. Um, but that can be a barrier for adoption. Uh, we also see that some of the agronomy post after you've adopted the mechanical amelioration, people still have a lot of questions about then how best to manage their nutrition, how best to manage their crop rotation, 
herbicides is, a, is, an, is an interesting issue. So we need to provide more information to, to the industry around uh, what that looks like, because while there's un, uh, some unsurety there, uncertainty there, there is um, uh, that that will be a barrier to adoption. So we need to be able to, to demonstrate the pathway um, for, for success so that people are happy to take it on. You have just listened to Tom Edwards from DPERD. More information on mechanical soil amelioration can be found on the DPERD website at www.agric.wa.gov.au. If you like this podcast, you can download and subscribe to DPERD's Grains Combo podcast series on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. My name is Amber Atkinson. Thanks for listening.